brought to you by El Suanito, unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Into the Casts. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. <laughs> this is your one-stop shop for two stupid white guys' opinions on a musical that just came out with a movie this last week. Uh, today's topics include who is the best singer in the musical and why is it Corey Hawkins? And, uh, you know, the, the big controversy of no Afro-Latina representation. Is the box office results a victory for Afro-Latina representation or is it a victory for white executives who don't want to put minorities in roles? Those are those are indefinite topics. Yeah. And ones we're going to address today. Because this is Into the Casts. In the cast, I can't survive without coffee. Ooh. That's true, though. Um, so let's get to your first point. Best singer. And why is it Corey Hawkins? Um, he just has that something. He's a guy that's uh, the soulful voice. Is that como se dice something? I mean, your favorite song. 96,000? Yeah. He's got the best part in it. Uh-huh. I mean, that when he's like... Can you imagine how it go real slow on the highway of life with no regrets? Is he in the room right now? I know, right? Corey, was that you around the corner? Um, he's just it, a beautiful voice. I'm maybe a little biased. Love soul music, um, but Shakira, one of my favorite artists of all time. You know this, so mm-hmm. I, I am not. That. I am not opposed to Latin music in any way. I just I love his voice. Mm-hmm. He does have a good voice. Best female. Singer Abuela Claudia. Abuela Claudia. Uh, she's spectacular. She she's not really my abuela, but she practically raised me. This town is her consuela. No. This corners her escuela. Yes, you're right. I don't know what you said. I I don't do Spanish. We don't, which makes it probably it just sounds like murder mm-hmm. to someone's ears. Us talking right now. It's true, though. Uh, before we hit into our main topic tonight of. Uh, you know, the controversy. Um, Usnavi, greatest name of all time. <laughs> U.S. Navy. <laughs> See, in the actual state, there's there's several songs that they cut for the movie. Yeah, they had to. Um, But there's a song where they just sing that. Um, that Usnavi is the greatest uh-huh. name of all well, time. Well, that it's, it was U.S. Navy. There wasn't like a little scene, I think, where they explained it. There was a song where they sang it after Abuela. Mm. Nothing. Oh, well, it was fine. Yeah. I mean, it was... I have not listened to the original cast production mm-hmm. um, because I, I saw the movie first. And the movie was great. It was. Um, yeah. A lot of controversy. A lot of people, especially in black Twitter, saying that uh, they're winning because the movie is bombing on both box office and uh, streaming. Um, I don't know that that is how Hollywood is going to see it. They're mm-hmm. probably going to see a movie with... Let's just say all, even though it's not all, but mostly all, majority um, minority cast, mm-hmm. and they're going to see it bomb. <laughs> and I, I think say people don't want this. People don't want minority cast. Um, I so. didn't realize it was bombing. Oh, yes. Because it's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's bombing pretty hard. It has not made its money. It is not projected to make back its money. Um, there's a lot of reasons. I let a read, let, read a lot of articles. Most people are saying that the people who are going to see it were going to see it. It wasn't going to convert most people mm-hmm. um, to, to going to see it. So it's doing very poorly. And there's a big boycott campaign because one in four, well... It's more complicated than this, and I won't be reductive. Basically, the Afro-Latina community did not feel represented by the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Linda manuel Miranda apologized for um, not including more uh, Afro-Latina representation. Um, I don't know if it's fair or not. 
I won't speak on that. Um, I mean, Nina is one of the four main characters, and she is Afro-Latina. Mm-hmm. She's also pretty light skin. So yeah. There's like a colorism discussion well, going on as well. Yeah, the colorism discussion is. But still, she is Afro-Latina, and we can't erase that from her like just because she's a light-skinned Afro-Latina. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I won't comment um, I did some research, and the statistics go about as one as high as like one in four is Afro Latina in like New York's more Hispanic communities. Um, that's kind of disputed. It can be like anywhere between like one in four and one in like ten. Um, so they are, which is still yeah a, a good chunk. They should be there, and and they they are there. Like we can't say yeah, that. but it's like they're background. over there. Yeah, they're background they're characters. Um, there, some of the salon ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Anyway, big controversy um, for the movie, and they call it this. I do not call it this, but Black Twitter is claiming victory, um, saying that they're the people who made the box office bad. And I just, I don't think that's going to be how Hollywood sees it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot going into it with like it also being on streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but maybe they, they have numbers there too. But I mean, we're still in a pandemic, mm-hmm. despite anything. Like we went to the theater to see it. But it's like, a lot of people still probably didn't. Yeah. And Quiet Place did extremely well in theater. And that's probably part of the the whole thing is like Quiet Place to um, like doing extremely well in theater after the pandemic. N- this weekend when Fast 9 comes out, um, they're calling it something weird. F9 maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes out, we'll Final really, Fantasy 9. Yeah, Final Fantasy 9. Exactly. Vivi behind the wheel. Um, for the first time ever. When, when that happens, we'll really know where, like, theater is going to be. Um, but it's looking like this is going to be a pretty major bell. Bummer. It is a it's bummer. It's really good. It's you, really should, good. you should watch it. Like I said, this is the segment where two idiots talk yeah. about... Just two white guys giving our opinions on yeah. things. And I, once again, I was just presenting the arguments for the representation thing. I was trying to present both sides as well as I can. Like, I have no stake in this. I am a white guy in Oklahoma. Uh, I have never lived in Washington Heights, which is uh, 72% Dominican, um, which is very impressive. Um, very gentrified lately, though. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, yeah. the point. Um, but it is 72% Dominican. I've never lived there. Uh, I've never even been there. I've only been in lower Manhattan. So I have no opinion. I've never been north of 96th Street. <laughs> I... Probably. <laughs> yeah, I probably haven't either. Have you been to the city? Uh-huh. Okay. The city. Oklahoma City, you mean? That's what we call it around here, if yeah, you're listening. It's true. It's the true. city. It's um, the only one. I've been in Harlem. I don't know where exactly I've been. We just were kind of around. But I, I probably did. We didn't go that far north. I got lost in Harlem, um, so that was fun. I was carrying around a backpack and a bass guitar. Just perfect. Lost in Harlem. Amazing. Um, everyone was very friendly. I was like, I would like to live here, maybe. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, we lived in Boston. I feel like it was the same. Of just like everyone seems like they don't want to talk to you, but when you talk to them, they're generally very helpful. Mm-hmm. The opposite of where we live. It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, we are in the uh, seems nice is mean quadrant. Quadrant. Mm-hmm. Yes, you saw that too. Um, yeah, anyway, this has been uh, Into the Casts. Um, mm-hmm. All that's left to say is Washington Heights. Say it so it doesn't disappear.
to you by Uncle Dave's Records, unless someone real decides to sponsor us. This is Boy Meets World Fever, and I feel good. And I'm one of your hosts, Cameron, and I feel good. And I'm uh, the boy you sure want to cuddle. Chance. And he feels good. Um, We're here. And we feel good. (laughs) Tomorrow, tomorrow. Um... (laughs) Interesting little side note that we won't bring up later. Every time anyone ever sings Tomorrow, like, my initial reaction, without thinking about this episode, it's just baked into me now, is to go, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and flail my arm about <laughs> while they're doing it. So that's something that this episode has just ruined in my life that I didn't really think about. Mm-hmm. There's also an episode of 30 Rock where Kenneth um, becomes Tracy... Jordan's he becomes a member of his posse. He's like, one of your jobs is to harmonize with me. And so he starts singing Tomorrow from Annie. And like Kenneth keeps trying to find the notes. He ends up being like, but your bottom dollar that tomorrow. <laughs> like he takes it low, mm-hmm. which is fun. To harmonize with uh, Tracy Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots, of, lots of Tomorrow references. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a classic. I feel like... Since we did an entire podcast before this podcast, a totally planned, not sprung on you at the last minute podcast. Mm, I was ready, as you could tell. Um, how are you, Cameron? I feel tired. Yeah, I do as well. I do as well. Um, had a and rough... the sun shined hard on me, and I feel burned. Oh my. I actually have a little sunburn on my back. I've I'm still okay. never had one. Good. Good for you. I've still never had a sunburn. I'm happy for you. I just get darker. sunscreen and everything. I don't. I I do now. Yeah, protect the protect the skin you're in. Chance. Yes, I didn't. I've never put on sunscreen. Like I mean, I have. Never mind. Let's move on. But yes, I am not a sunscreen user um, until just recently. Good. That's growth. <laughs> I I like that. Um, how are you? I'm very tired, extremely tired, tired. You're probably more tired than me. I just feel like we had a long weekend. I uh, yes, I had. I'm getting up for work every day at five thirty. Going to bed extremely late because of my other job. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get time with friends and girlfriends and all sorts of things. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's part of life. Well, yes. I, I suppose it is. Uh, yeah. Three possible hours of sleep a day may not be part of most people's no, lives. No, that's like a bad idea, mind. actually. He doesn't feel good. Yeah, it hit me pretty hard today. I was like, man, I am. This is not fun for me. No. <laughs> you should probably rethink some of that. Probably friends and girlfriends. Yeah, get rid of those. We're done. This is the last episode of this podcast, actually, before <laughs> Chance literally explodes from uh, exhaustion. So you would think if you're exhausted, you wouldn't explode. You'd like implode or just putter to a stop, but no, you actually explode. Uh huh. I did come up with our rebranding though. So mm-hmm. I mean, that, I mean, that was the last bit of his energy. <laughs> I've got, I had some time to at least come up with that rebranding. Uh, El Suenito, Little little Dream. Mm-hmm. So there it's you go. It's a little dream. This podcast is our Suenito. <laughs> it kind of is. We talked about it for years. Um, but yeah, we are here at episode... 405. 405, Shallow Boy. Shallow Boy. Um, <clears throat> an episode I've been looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it would be amazing. I didn't think it would knock my socks off, but... I thought it would be. Yeah, I think it was. I had a good time. Yeah, I had a good time. Um, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be, um, especially since I did not remember Corey's plot at all. I mean, 
I remember it happening at some point uh-huh. in the show. I wasn't sure this was the one. Yeah. They're so disconnected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually really like Corey's plot. Or at least, really? At least part of it, because it has some of my favorite kind of humor in it. Um which oh, we'll get yes. to. Yes, we'll get to that. Um, I think I know what you speak of. Yeah. It's not great, <laughs> but the joke is great. Yes. Um, so are we just jumping in? Are we Are we in it? I think we're in it. We've done a podcast within a podcast. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was before a podcast. It wasn't technically within. It, you're right. A podcast preluding our podcast. Mm-hmm. It um, wasn't like a Lesotho, which is a country within a country. Oh. Because it's surrounded by South Africa. It was like bordering nations. <laughs> that, jo- that joke just... Yeah, it went over his head like I can't think of anything else. That... A plane? A plane over the Swiss Alps? Oh, okay. I was trying to think of something. Are we doing our like? Are we doing our Chet thing from last week again? <laughs> went over his head like a plane over the Swiss Alps. Yeah. Chet doesn't know what those are. No, planes is what I meant. Yeah, a <laughs> uh, plane goes over the beautiful crest of Texas. Sure. <laughs> I feel like Chet loves Texas. He loves I don't know tech. why. He seems like a Texan. Um, although Sean was born in Oklahoma. Oklahomans do not love Texans. No. Not uh, a fan. I am not an Oklahoman, and I have lived in both Oklahoma and Texas. So I, I was actually born in Texas, but raised in Oklahoma. Oh, my. Um, Maybe you are the anti-Sean. Maybe so. Interesting. We are different in a lot of ways. My hair doesn't do this. It's true. Does the sun shine just for you? And I feel good. <laughs> Um, so anyway, we open on a new set. Uh-huh. The outside. This is the only time I think we ever see it. I feel like with Lonnie we see it. We'll hold out for Lonnie. Yeah, we'll hold out for Lonnie. I can't wait for Lonnie. Lonnie's great. Yes. Um, I don't remember if Lonnie's great or not. She but. seems she seems fine. She's barely there. I think she's in like two or three episodes tops. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I think we do see it again, but not often. But it's the outside of the... Matthews and Sons. It's not called that. We don't know what it's called. It's still Kimball's as far as we know. I thought they... Is that later? Oh. <laughs> Spoiler warning after the after the fact. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's in college, like way later on in college. Uh, I don't know. That they change it to that. Um, but yeah, they haven't named it yet. So as far as we know, it's still Kimball's. Kimball's 2. Electric Boogaloo. Kimball's 2. Kimball's v. Matthews. Dawn of Hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. We open and there's a woman singing a song with a big floppy hat. Mm-hmm. Big sun hat. Saying things like, And the sun shines just for me, and I feel good. Oh, is that where that's from that we've been saying this whole episode? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know. It's easy to forget. Mm-hmm. And there's a homeless guy who's like got a big smile on his face. And he looks at Eric and goes, Make it stop. Make it stop. <laughs> but Eric just kind of like looks, shakes his head. Tosses a bill in her case, mm-hmm. and she sings. I forget exactly what she says, but it's like, cute boy puts a $20 bill in my guitar case. Yes. And he's just like, oh, and he looks back and he picks it up and puts another bill. Leaves yes. <laughs> uh, a $20 bill, and the sun shines just for me, and I feel good. Yep. That, it's, some, it's that meter. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eric walks in. Um, and his dad is like, close the door. Just just close the door. Mm-hmm. And apparently this woman singing these songs is driving away all their business. Mm-hmm. I guess there used to be an old man who like spit on people. An old homeless guy who spit on people. Mm-hmm. But he was preferable. Yes, to this 
this perky music. Mm-hmm. It's um, perky out there. And so he's like, well, go get the old guy who spit on people back and get rid of her. And Eric's like, why do I have to do it? And Alan goes, well, because we're equal partners in this business. Um, but I'm your dad, so I get to tell you what to do. Well, as long as I know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. Face and this is mm-hmm. very funny. Yes, and so he goes back out, and then she's singing. He's like, the sun, can you feel it? Can you feel it? It's warm. <laughs> and uh, he, like, bends down. He's like, hey. Um, and she just looks up. <laughs> yes. And he, they just start singing together. <laughs> and I feel good. Yeah. It, but Eric has this, like, realization of, like, oh, this chick oh. is hot. Yeah. Like, I'm here for this. Yeah, so he like starts singing with her, and then he comes back in the store. Mm-hmm. And then Alan's like, "Did you do it? You know I didn't. <laughs> Why would you send me to do something like that?" <laughs> so then Alan is saying, "Well, you can take her to lunch, mm-hmm. talk to her there, and ask her to just move on down the road." Yeah, and his response is, "Yeah, I can handle that." Or fail to do so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I need you to give me some money because I just gave her all of mine. Mm-hmm. So he gives him some money. Yep. And scene. And scene. We cut to school. Feeney's mm-hmm. only appearance. Feeney has not been in very much. No, he's kind of this taken a back seat so far. Yeah. We used to make a big deal about like what kind of a teacher Feeney is. He's a non-present teacher. Yeah, he's really a non-present the worst teacher kind. at this point. Um, but uh, this scene, very important, gives us a date. It is before November 5th, mm-hmm. 2006. 1996. What did I say? 2006. Wrong. <laughs> We've got another time jump we've got to worry about here, people. <laughs> yeah, 1996. It is before November 5th. Before the Clinton-Dole election. So we were Perot. in the second. Perot also? Yeah, that was, this was the one this where... This is the one where they say Perot yeah. took away the percentage of the votes to let Clinton win. Yeah. Mm. I remember we were in second grade. Yeah, that sounds about right. I still lived in South Texas, McAllen, Texas, all Mm. the way at the bottom. All the way. We were in Weatherford, Oklahoma, Mm. not Texas. Yeah, so um, we get get this episode dated very clearly Mm -hmm. um, as pre-November 5th, so it is... Because Feeney says this is going to be the last election mm-hmm. that you won't get to vote in. Um, but we need to think about issues that are like concern your lives, mm-hmm. like an issue that's important to you. And so he says, Mr. Hunter, what's an issue that's important to you? Uh, the swimsuit issue. How am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I just love Sean in this scene. I do too. Sean is very charismatic. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and Corey goes, well, I have something I want to talk about, something that... Uh, I'm very passionate about, and then I'm Prepared eager to, to discuss with eloquence and alacrity, and that's all I got. <laughs> well, yeah, Vini goes, Vini gets excited, and he's like, "Okay, like, yeah, what is it? That's it. <laughs> that's all I got." Uh, and Vini's just like, "Save us, Miss Miss Lawrence." This is when old Topanga is she's dead. dead now. Mm-hmm. We we now have boring middle class Republican Topanga, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and I don't know. When it happened, and I kind of hate it. Uh-huh. Where Topanga's whole thing is, the biggest issue facing America today is the breakdown of the American family. Yeah. She's Dana in this scene, right? Yeah. Like, less of a husband, less of a leader. Mm-hmm. Like, Same energy, which we did not like. <laughs> no. And we didn't like that scene for a lot of reasons, but yes. And, and she's just like, the breakdown of the American family. Sean saves the scene by going like... Hey, why does this always have to be about attacking Sean? 
<laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> and uh, then she goes, I just think a lot of issues um, facing us could be fixed at home. Things like violence and poor education. Hey, hey, lay off me. <laughs> so it's like one more thing and he's like, oh, that's it. And he just gets up to walk out. Yeah, he gets up to walk out. And Feeney's like, are you kidding me? Mr. Hunter. And, and he John just points to the clock. And it rings. And... Feeny goes, oh, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Oh, that's it. Uh, And then um, they're in the hallway. Corey comes up to Sean. And again, Sean just being amazing. Corey's like, you're not really mad, are you? And Sean's like, because I'm the the single-handedly causing the breakdown of American society? Nah, I got bigger things to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) So they're like, well, we can hang out because Topanga's busy tonight. I guess it's Friday night. Like, so we can hang out. Um, and they're like, what should we do? He's like, yeah, well, Topanga's babysitting. And then Sean's just like, hold up. <laughs> hold on now. Yeah. You have a girlfriend who's babysitting. Big empty house and a couch. No one around. Like, you don't have to worry about any, like, the kid. Yeah. <laughs> the, the babies that are being sat upon. Don't have to worry about them. Um, yeah. So it's just... Uh, I'm my as I said I'm tired. Apparently, um, I'm like, where are you going with this? I, I don't know. I'm just gonna keep putting out words in eloquence and alacrity, and uh, I like it. See what see what comes. Yeah. So Sean is saying like this is a teen movie where you get to make out with your girlfriend in the making. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man, use like, your brain. Come on, and uh, Corey's like, okay, okay, empty house, dangerous me. Like, we can do this. Do you believe me? And Sean's like, no. But you're very cute. A parent's worst nightmare. Yeah. Lock up your daughters. The hormones are a-flying. <laughs> yeah. And Sean's like, no. But you're very cute. <laughs> um, so, good on you, Sean. Uh-huh. Um, and then we cut to the um, lunch. Yes, at Chubby's. And she's singing, um, I got interested in music when I saw my first... Broadway show. And he's mm-hmm. like, use your words. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, sorry. I just sometimes sing my sing so everything. What I'm, I'm feeling, about. yeah. Um, and so she says she watched Annie. Mm-hmm. And when she sang tomorrow, she just they really spoke to her. Yeah. So she's been like really perky ever since. Mm-hmm. Looking at a dandelion. Yeah. Um, well, she doesn't say that quite yet. No, but I, I like dandelion. <laughs> um, so Eric says, well, did you ever think about writing something with like a little bit of edge? You sound just like my uncle, Uncle Dave. Yeah, you sounded a little sassy. She's not sassy at all. No. She's very sincere. You sound just like my Uncle Dave. <laughs> yes. Um, who says he doesn't have, she, who says she doesn't have enough edge. Mm-hmm. So I'm 18. I have life experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, is this... This is, is this Sleepaway now? Camp. This is later. We're kind of mixing our conversations together, but that's okay. No. The 18 part she doesn't say until later, but... Oh, she's, I went to sleepover camp. My fish died. Uh-huh. That's no, late. no. That's, that, that's all later, yes. The 18 and later. I'm but 18 years old. She doesn't say she's 18 yet. She says that next time. Well, then what are, you, what are we doing here? <laughs> well, she says, he seems to think I don't have enough life experience. And that's where it And that's ends. where it ends. Yes, okay. uh, and that's where it ends, and um, I think that's where Eric says something. I don't remember what. I'm blanking totally, and she says, oh, you. Oh, you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, you. She, say, she says, or Eric just says, like, that must have put you in a dark place. 
Oh, you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's like, no, I just put my feelings in a song. Thank you, Uncle David, for listening to my song. And I'll try to be more edgy. But I can't right now because I'm looking at a dandelion. Dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then he says something to stop her. She says, oh, you. And we play out. With. I just love how everyone in the restaurant is just like <laughs> looking at her so puzzled. Yeah. When she says, oh, you, there's even people like like clenching over their ears. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's my, here's my deal about this whole scene. I get it, guys. I really do get it. Tony Braxton and Atlantis were like, Atlantis Morissette were some of the biggest stars in the entire world. I get it. Fiona Apple was huge. Um, that song, I'm, I'm not going to say the word because we're not an explicit podcast, but the B word. Mm-hmm. Was, I'm a, yeah. I'm a lover, I'm a child, I'm a mother. That one. Yeah, that one would come out the next year. Like, I get it. This was the time of edgy chick rock. But do you know what else was on the charts twice? Why don't you tell us? Do you know what else was on the charts twice this year? In 2006? Was it the Macarena? The Macarena was number one and number 80 this year. It was <laughs> on the charts twice for a record-setting 14 weeks. Wow. Now, that record would be broken later this very year by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men. Um, well, of course. What, what is that song? I'm blanking on it. I don't know. Um, you did all the research here. I, I, I didn't do the research on this one. But it doesn't matter. It does. Cameron Google something. Cameron Google. We do have to have a Cameron Google something. Google something. One sweet day. One sweet day. Yep. So, which would hold the record until Old Town Road. Wow. Um, Old Not Sex. Yep. Mariah Carey and Boys to Men held that spot at number one for a very, very long time. Pretty impressive. Uh huh. Um, So, but the Macarena is on the charts twice. Two years before, but still on the charts the last year. I saw the sign, Ace of Base. It's just called the sign, but mm-hmm. everyone knows it. By I saw the sign. Yeah, a annoyingly perky song. <laughs> the next year, Mbop would come out. Mm, that's good. That's <laughs> it's quality. True. But again, very upbeat. Yeah, not very perky. Um, do you know what the Macarena, what Macarena is Spanish for? Uh, I, I did at one point, but I've forgotten. No, you're wrong. It's Spanish for a way to trick a bunch of white people into doing a stupid dance. <laughs> well, that's true too. Uh, interesting. I lived in South Texas less than a mile from the Mexican border when the Macarena was the biggest sensation in the world. Wow. <laughs> He's doing it all the time. Doing um, it right now. He is. He's doing the Macarena. Um, hey, Macarena. I lived in a heavily Hispanic part of McAllen, too. Like, I went to Garza Elementary School, like, where I was one of very few white people. Nice. In so. some multicultural education. Um... I don't remember. I left in third grade to go to Montana. Yes, we moved to the top of Montana from South Texas. <laughs> all the way at the bottom, all the way to the top. Yeah. We didn't mess around when we moved in my family, okay? Um, but yeah, so the Macarena was huge. Ace of Base was still really big at this time. And like, I get it, right? Like, this was this was the age of Atlantis. Um, you keep saying Atlantis. I know. Which is really fun to Atlantis. Me. The Age of Atlantis. <laughs> this was something. Uh, sounds like the name of like an RPG or something. Probably. It could be. Um, or a Rick Riordan book. <laughs> but anyway, I thought it would be fun. What are some other big hit songs of 1996? And is this whole like, if you're perky, you're not good thing? Is that a, is that a really sexist. metric? Well, 
It probably is extras. Um, what that one song was really big at this time. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but now I feel like it's um, necessary. Necessary. Let me look it up. Chance Google something. Seeing about this song, but he promises to be more prepared, but not at the moment. Uh, I love you always forever by Donna Lewis. I love you always forever, near and far, closer together, everywhere. I will be with you, everything. Before say you love and love means forever, never stop. That means forever, never far and always, everywhere and every. You notice I didn't know some of those words, but if you say never, never with confidence, yeah, it really. Watermelon also works. Watermelon always. Uh, another big song by a female artist right now um, that maybe has some edge to it, but not in the way that this episode is implying is, um, uh, where is it? Give me just one reason, just a little bit too pink. Much. No. Am I singing the wrong song? You're singing the wrong song, man. Uh, Tracy Chapman. What is that? Give me one Fast reason. car? No. Oh, give me one reason to stay here. Yes, that's the one. One reason. Thank you. I can't hear saying pink. I did sing Pink. That's my bad. Um, I just saw the one reason, and I assumed. Um, but yes, other songs, uh, really big this year. Pony by Genuine. Uh, just, yep, this takes me to uh, punch up the jam. Punch up the jam. Um, I've only ever listened to a few episodes of the podcast Pump Up the Jam. Punch up the jam. What did I say? Pump. Oh, Punch, punch up, up the, the jam. jam. Jump, um, I've only listened to a few episodes, but episode 69... Where they do Pony by Genuine is the most I have ever laughed I've at a never podcast. Seen them laugh more. I at anything probably. I, I don't know that I have. I was legitimately working on. I don't remember what I was working on, but I was working on it at Chick Fil A. Um, just drinking that that free refill sweet tea down while I worked on something, and I was just busting up in this booth. <laughs> just. Oh, man. It is so funny. Uh, Jewel was pretty big at the time, though she was on the decline. Uh, Mary J. Blige was just kind of getting that, that late 90s resurgence that she would see. Mm-hmm. Um, Deep Blue Something would come out with a song called Breakfast at Tiffany's, mm-hmm. um, which was a very big hit. Uh, also on the charts was um, No Diggity by Blackstreet. Um, so there was there was definitely yeah, some, some edge. nice variety and some edge and some not edge. Yeah, there's definitely some edge, some not edge. This is not a time when, like, you had to be edgy. Marilyn Manson was very big at this time. This was the Antichrist album. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this level, Corinna's, and I feel good, I, isn't, it's not, it's, it, it's fine, but it's not there. I don't know. I just don't know. Like, if we're going to pretend she has the chops with her edgy songs, I feel like she's lyrically diverse. Her, she, I mean, she's got, she's got the musical ability. Oh, um... I don't remember which album it is, but Beck's big album, Odile, was really big at this time. And I feel like just for like that crowd, like that Odile crowd that loved irony in their songs. Mm-hmm. Um, These other girls just don't get Beck. I get Beck. This is this is a good Gilmore reference. I need to look up this album. I apologize. This is Music Corner with Chance. Yeah. Um, I'm doing this all off the top of my head. I prepared this to be much less... Off the top of your head? Uh, the bottom of his head. Much less talked about. I really just wanted to talk about how Pony and Return of the Mac were this year. Um, he really did. Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. Ah, so important. Odelay. Yeah, I was right. Which, Odelay is a masterpiece. If you have not listened to Beck's album, Odelay, please go do it. Um, there's a really big 
Outcast album. I think it was Atelian. Atelian. I've never actually said it out loud. It's A T L I E N. Mm-hmm, like Atlanta Alien. It, yes. Um, I've never said it out loud. But and here you are. Um, yeah. So that album is really big. Anyway, 1996 was an amazing year for music. Yeah. I like Corinna didn't didn't make the cut. Well, she did make but the she cut, did, but she didn't for this. But the the idea that like. I need you to have more edge in your song is total BS to me. Have you heard any evasive basses stuff? Or Mbop. Mbop would be the very next year. It was just pure sugar delight. Um, so I don't know that I buy this reasoning. I'm not saying Karenina. Karenina. Karen, Anna Karenina. Anna Karenina. I am very tired, apparently. I'm not saying Karenina has it. I'm just saying the reason, the reason for her to not have it, quote unquote, isn't chances of buying it. Yeah, and yeah, the whole like you gotta have edge, and all I can think is like women artists right now must sound like Alanis Morissette or Tony mm-hmm. Braxton, or you got nothing. So yeah, I mean they were very big acts at the time. Yeah, they must have ruled the airwaves and made girls think that's all. This that is was. what it has to be. So anyway, don't buy it. Needed to talk about it. The Macarena was the biggest song in the country by far at the time. Yeah. No edge there. I mean, unless you think being a song in Spanish is edgy. Well, to some, <laughs> perhaps. Well, anyway, yes. But everyone hates Corinna's, not Corinna. Not Corinna, just Corinna. <laughs> everyone hates Corinna's song. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to, we. it is now evening. Mm-hmm. And Topanga's getting the rundown from some parents mm-hmm. with their kid. Like, he's got to be in bed at eight, 9 o'clock sharp. Um, but they're going out to dinner. Apparently, they are leaving for dinner at 9 because he's already he's supposed, already to, supposed be to be in bed. It's weird. Yeah, they've already, like, put him to bed. Sounds awful. Yes. I'll just say it. Sounds awful. To go to dinner at 9. <laughs> Maybe they're going to some kind of, like, swingers party or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know what that is, right? Yeah. Okay. Just... <laughs> You said yeah, like I said yeah, like I don't want to talk about this. Okay, okay. I'm like that's a weird take, and I just don't really want to go there. But then you brought it back up. <laughs> this is a good energy. Um, exactly. So doing that is a good energy. Yeah. Um, then the parents are going through the rules, and they're like, and number three, no boys, no boys ever. Yeah. This is number four. Um, and then there, she's like, there'll be no boys. Like no worries. They open the door. There's Corey. Yeah. They're like, what are you doing here? Uh, water guy. <laughs> he picks up the like jug of water. And Topanga's like, don't worry. He's not staying. I know your rules. No boys. No mm-hmm. boys at all. Oh, when we said no boys, we didn't mean this kind of boy. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is Amy and Alan's little boy. Oh, boy. Dangerous little boy. <laughs> We're all dangerous in the beginning. <laughs> He's doing this um, Ben Stein impression of just like monotonous. Like, We're all dangerous in the beginning. And she's like, oh, if you two get tired, just take a little nap on the couch. Very comfortable couch. Lie on it and think you're dead. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> cool, dude. Um, yeah, it. It's an interesting interaction. It is super duper problematic. Mm-hmm. This boy is good. Yeah. This boy is middle class and white. Mm-hmm. Not trailer trash <laughs> like Sean Hunter. Um, Look at his hair. He's not dangerous. I would say we've got a we've got like 
a pretty bad aggression later. This is kind of a veiled microaggression, but still, when I heard it, I was just like, ooh. In this episode, there's an aggression? Oh, yeah. Oh. Must have blinked it out. <laughs> there's a pretty blatant aggression coming up. But, um, anyway. Uh, so, they leave, and Topanga's like, what are you doing here, dangerous boy? He's like, well, I mean, my girlfriend babysitting. Didn't feel good leaving you alone. <laughs> oh, boy. And she's like, well, I'll go get us some snacks. And he's like, all right, dangerous me. Couch, let's do this. What could possibly go wrong? Mm-hmm. Boy pops up. With a wet willy. Wet willy. My son Nolan calls them wet wigglies. Oh. Which is very fun. <laughs> he does not like them. He's not. He doesn't like spit. Mm. Which is a real problem because my younger son likes to lick. And he just absolutely <laughs> hates it. Which I, I understand. I get it. Likes to lick what? Even people. What? He'll like pretend he's a dog and like lick you or not pretend he's a dog and just lick you to be funny. We're trying to work. <laughs> We're trying to get, get him to grow out of it. <laughs> I'm glad he's never licked me. Yeah. At least you're I welcome. think he's licked me. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> we try to keep it away from others. Uh, yeah, gives him a wet willy and Corey's like, what are you doing here? You shouldn't be here. You should be in bed. Mm-hmm. I got a Nintendo 64 bed upstairs. Uh, and then Corey instantly, in the same cadence, same voice, well, what are we doing down here? <laughs> um, and then they take off, Nintendo 64-bit. Who on earth has ever called it that? <laughs> Not Nintendo. No. Not a, a person. Not a human being ever. This little boy, I suppose. Oh, you've got to think in the writer's room. You've got to think, like, they were like, what's the hot new console that everyone's playing with? And one guy was like, Nintendo 64. And another writer was like, well, what does the 64 mean? And the other writer was like, I don't, I don't know. It's just called the Nintendo 64. He's like, look up why it's called Nintendo 64. And he was like, okay. So I looked it up. Oh, it's because of the 64 pixel bits that are used in game creation. And the other guy was like, well, we got to tell people that. Call it the 64 bit. I don't think they call it that. Come over and play my PlayStation bit. <laughs> yeah, my PlayStation 64 bit. <laughs> You've, you've just got to think it. Like, had uh-huh. to be like, a conversation yeah. like that. Who did that? And Topanga comes in, and she's like, what are you guys doing? Like, Billy, you're supposed to be in bed. And he's like, well, but he's got 64 bits upstairs. No, this isn't a thing. There's 64 bits up there. That's true. It's true. But, I mean, we had the Super Nintendo in New York. Like, oh, there's 16 bits over here. Yes. Or is it, it was 32-bit? Is that a thing? Um, I don't think. Or did it just go, I went it was 8-bit, 16-bit. Yeah, it was 8-bit and 16-bit. Yeah. Someone can correct us if we're wrong. No one ever does. And then we stopped counting bits after that because... Now we're up to teraflops. Whatever that <laughs> Whatever means. Whatever teraflops. We, we still don't know. There's a lot of them, though. <laughs> yeah. Things got lots of teraflops. Um, but I'm just thinking, like, this is the most out-of-touch sounding thing of <laughs> all time. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, he's like, put put bit at the end, just so people know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But then okay. we get to my favorite joke. Oh my god! Of the episode, he's saying, "I can't go to bed." It's the Friday night lineup, and Corey's like, "The Friday night lineup. If you don't watch the Friday night lineup, you get to school on Monday. You're nothing." Yeah, you got nothing to talk about. Um, Which is a common thing people used to say about TGIF. TGIF. One of the like unofficial lines that TGIF liked to uh, to throw around is like, "If you didn't watch TGIF on Friday night." What are you going to talk about at work or at school Monday morning? Mm-hmm. Nothing. It was never like an official tagline of theirs. It's but a bit wordy. Yeah. It was definitely like the sentiment that they tried to convey. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, 
I gotta watch my favorite show. It's on at nine thirty. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, why? Well, it used to be at eight thirty, but then they moved it to nine thirty. Why well, was it doing bad at eight thirty? No. Well, then why did they move it to that time slot? They're trying to kill it. They're trying to kill it. <laughs> Those idiots. <laughs> um, another thing that I say fairly often, if I feel like they're trying to kill something, they're trying to kill it. They're trying to kill it. Is they're is they're trying to kill it. They're trying to kill it. <laughs> Is a thing that is just in my vocabulary that I just say mm-hmm. from time to time. Don't they talk about the curly-headed kid? Later. Because then Topanga comes in, ruins all the fun. Um, They're both like mock her. Uh-huh. Um, She's talking to the little boy and Corey's behind her back. Yeah. She turns around. I love you. <laughs> she turns around. What are you doing? I love you. And then later... He's talk. She's talking to Corey, and the little boy is mocking her. And he, she turns around. What were you doing? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so basically, she's like, "Billy, you're going to bed." And Corey's like, "All right, like, good job, Topanga. Now we can have our time." And she goes, and she's like, "No, you're going home." And he's like, "Well, but why, why would that be any fun? Like, you wouldn't have any fun if I went home." And she's like, "You have no idea what this is about, do you?" He's like, oh, do I? Or no, he's like, yes. And it happens to be something that is very important to me. <laughs> you have no idea what this is about, do you? Do I ever? Classic. <laughs> and uh, they're they're going back and forth a little, and then the little boy comes in, and that's when you get Curly the line. kids. <laughs> really? Digging himself really? in deeper uh-huh. and deeper. And Nick Corey goes, oh, I love that kid. He's such a doof. And they run off to watch it. <laughs> mm, just clueless as always. Yep. You have no idea what this is about, do you? Do, do I ever? ever. <laughs> um, and then we cut back to apparently the longest lunch ever. The longest lunch ever. He is building a Jenga tower of crinkle-cut fries. I mean, they seem like a good building material for that sort of thing. It's true. The ridges prevent, prevent slippage. Yeah. And apparently they're still on this very same topic because she starts it with, like, I don't know what Uncle David's talking about. I'm 18 years old. I've lived. Uh-huh. I went to sleepaway camp. I got on the wrong bus once. My goldfish died. Yeah. Suicide, was it? <laughs> Suicide, was it? And, uh, oh, this is when she sings OU. And Eric just, like, has no chill. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Stops her and is like, uh, and she's like, what's going on? And he's like, well, I, I didn't want anyone to hear your song and, and steal it and write a song about your dead goldfish. He's like, what do you call it, Goldie? <laughs> yeah. What do you call it, Goldie? No, we would call it Check. <laughs> check, he would call it Check. <laughs> And basically, this is very problematic and very funny mm-hmm. all at the same time. But Eric is done. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's like, you're, I think you're a psycho. <laughs> um. She goes, she, she says, sorry, I'm, I'm laughing just thinking about it. <laughs> She's like, I had no idea I would wake up this morning and meet the man I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And then Eric's immediate response is, I'm going to pick my words very, very carefully. I think you're a psycho. (laughs) I want to get as far away from you as I possibly can. And she says with a bright smile on her face, what? It's like the guy you would want to spend time with is someone who's had part of his brain removed and thinks he's a bunny. And then you guys can go and be bunnies together. She's like, you don't want to see me anymore do you i want to put you on a rocket and send you to the planet Fafluga. it's not just that Corinna. it's not that i just don't want to see you anymore it's that i want to put you on a rocket ship and send you to planet Fafluga. she just looks at him and gets this look on her face 
It's this whole thing of Eric's responses is very mean, mm-hmm. but it's very so funny. funny. It is so funny. Just like, is this the aggression? No, okay. that's coming. Is it her being ag- the aggression? No, no, it's not. Sweet, we got, little, sweet little Morgan singing her song. <laughs> that's a bit of a problem too. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get there, but um, yeah. Eric just. Tearing into this woman, and she's like, "This has never happened before. I don't know what to do." And she like looks at her guitar, moves her hand, strums a minor chord. Uh, is that a minor chord? <laughs> <laughs> I would have given you my heart. I would have given given you who I am, but you trampled on my soul because you don't understand your shallow. And the- you see, like, the people at the tables are kind of starting to bob in their heads. The woman behind the counter who's bringing the check is, like, yeah, she's, dancing. She's, like, flinging her arms around. And this, like, Alanis Morissette, like, style, like, I guess, diss track? Like, that is not for dancing in the club. This woman is behind the counter, like, <laughs> get love down to the club. Track. Like, I am... I laughed about this today. Maybe some of our viewers will appreciate it. You already know. I've been playing through the game Mario Rapids Kingdom, Kingdom Battle. Battle. Yeah. And the whole game, there's no voices. Like, it's there's text a little bit to read. But mostly, it's just, like, unvoiced. There's lots of physical comedy and things. But the only voices there have been is the third boss fight. Is like, this music mm-hmm. singer. And he sings a song that's basically just a giant diss track of Mario. Yes. It's true. <laughs> About how his mustache is dumb, and all he ever says is, It's a me. And like, Oh, your princess is in another castle. <laughs> and like, She's coming with me, and all, all of this stuff. It's yeah. Really... It's, it's very funny. I do recommend. I love look the up, diss track. Look up like Mario Rabbids Opera uh-huh. or something, and you'll get it. it or is, like Third Boss Fight, something like that. It is very, very funny. funny. The Phantom. Yeah. Um, it's a hard fight. Um, but, so yeah, she. Everyone's grooving to this song, and the scene ends. And we are. Is it? Is it's it at the, school? Is it the school next? Where he wants the talk? Apparently, taco? it's a Tuesday. So they skipped Monday. Maybe it was a long weekend. Maybe it was because he says it's Taco Bar Tuesday, mm-hmm. and it was on a Friday. And they even acknowledge like over the weekend. Like it's not just like they made a mistake. Yeah. Like it's been a few days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hasn't talked to her since Friday night. Yeah. That's kind of weird. I mean, maybe it was a long weekend. She wasn't really taking his calls, and he's just like, well, she's probably busy or something. Yeah, she still loves me. He's clueless, dude. He uh, stayed this, up and played uh, this Super is, Mario sixty four a bit. <laughs> sixty four. This is exactly how that conversation went in Corey's head. I'm sure. Oh, she didn't answer. Chillax. I know she loved me. <laughs> Chillax. You know you love me. But the truth is, he went and made an oopsie poopsie in her mind. <laughs> An oopsie poopsie, just a little one. <laughs> An oopsie poopsie. So she com- he comes up and he's like, "Hey, let's go to this caf- place called the cafeteria and get some food. It's Taco Tuesday. You would feed tacos to our child, our what? <laughs> <laughs> Which is that's like a major overreaction. <laughs> yeah. And what's wrong with tacos, Topanga? I I don't know. Now find a child who will eat tacos, but um, it depends. My boys will eat them. Soft tacos. Do you prefer crunchy or soft tacos? So I prefer. Let me get Doritos Locos. Well, also Doritos Locos. Um, But I prefer taking a soft taco, but then once everything's in it, 
really putting that on the skillet and getting it pretty heated up. Yeah. Get it get it a, a little nice crunchy. Little, yeah, a little get that crisp. cheese melty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of a um, TikTok trend that was going on for a little while where they were using the song where it was going like, White people taco nine. We got some taco shells from the grocery store and some ground meat from the grocery store and some taco mix from the grocery store. <laughs> where else do you get them? <laughs> White people taco nine. But, um, but yes, as I said, his whoopsie poopsie. Um, <laughs> this is a replacement for a Philly shenanigan. A Philly shenanigan. <laughs> Corey's whoopsie poopsie. Corey's whoopsie poopsie. She's, but you would feed taco. And he's just not getting it. And she's really overreacting. We have a kid? Because we're just kissing. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I knew it was a good kisser. <laughs> and she's like, our future child. I need to know you can be a strong role model. And he's like, well, I mean, I guess I wouldn't feed tacos to our child at 99 cents for four. He's going to be taco crazy. This <laughs> four for 99 cents. He's going to be taco crazy. That is a good deal. I mean, it is. And then they argue a bit more. Corey's confused. Topanga's overreacting. I don't care about this storyline at all. But then mm-hmm. the light of the storyline comes in. Sean, hey, Cor, got you a taco. I don't know if I'm <laughs> supposed to have one. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> I don't... I don't... I don't know if I'm supposed to have one. Cor, I got you a taco. Uh, no thanks. Why not? I don't think I'm supposed to. <laughs> It's very funny. Uh, so then we cut to... Kimball's. Kim, Kimball's and Sons. <laughs> Kimball's and Sons. Um, and there's a new sound sensation sweeping the nation. Yeah. Uh, Sean comes in. Uh, Empire Records... I, I don't know if it was Empire. I'm just saying it. Empire Records was putting this up in their window. And he takes it and he's like, Oh, Corona put out a CD? She did that real fast. Uh-huh. They do acknowledge that it's very fast. Yes. And it is. <laughs> Yeah, Friday to Tuesday. <laughs> assuming that this is still Tuesday. Yeah. And, well, and assuming that Eric's timeline takes place in the same time frame as Corey's storyline. Well, we have said before, Eric moves through time differently than everyone else. So for him, could have been weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this whole thing is a little fast, and we'll get there. But um, he's like, oh, okay, this is nothing. It's just Uncle Dave finally caved and put out a record, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, explicit content. <laughs> Parental warning. Yeah. I wonder why. It's the Shallow song. Uh, and Alan's like, huh, she sounds really mad. And Sean goes, that's the ballad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shallow. And he's like, this could be about anyone. Yeah. And then track number two is called, You're So Vain You Probably Didn't Know The Song Before This Was About You. Eric Matthews, You're So Vain You Probably and uh, he's like, well, this is a vanity CD. No one's ever going to hear this. And they turn on the radio. Yeah. The song's sweeping the nation. And then, like, it plays. And he's like, that song will be on the charts for 20 years. <laughs> um, shallow. Yeah. Shallow. And then uh, I think we cut straight to the living room after this, right? Look at that shadow. There's not another Corey Topanga scene until mm, the very later. end. So it cuts to the living room. Corey's reading. The This is the only time their storylines like really cross over. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey's reading, So You're Gonna Be a Daddy. <laughs> 
Amy walks in and she's like, oh dear, I need to sit down. She says, I have no legs. <laughs> Which, as we know from Rayvon, not true, Amy. Not true. She's got the legs. <laughs> she's got the gams. Um, but yeah, she's like, he's like, Topanga and I might have a kid someday. I gotta learn, I guess. She's like, well, don't, don't worry about it too much. Like, we just learned as we went along. Yeah. And like, we did okay. Which, I mean, it's true. I feel like you can get help beforehand. Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of it's just doing it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can seek wise counsel and mm-hmm. whatnot and prepare as much as you can, but no plan survives first contact with the enemy. Yeah. And what else the is enemy a better example case. of an enemy is a person that's born to replace you in the <laughs> system. It's that's true. Uh, very true. And, uh, yeah, you can't really plan for your child's personality and their likes and dislikes and just all that stuff. Yeah, I mean... Every kid's going to be different. You didn't plan for Nash to wake up every morning and choose violence. No, I didn't. But he did. He, he did. He did. And does. I combined did and does into dud. Yeah, I loved it. Um, and she goes, when we raised three very uh, competent, well-adjusted children. And Eric then, walks in. Eric walks in. Apparently, Corinna took, her, took him to the house, really. Uh, now I'm a maladjusted woman-hating loser freak. <laughs> well, two well-adjusted children. <laughs> well, two well-adjusted <laughs> children. And I guess, so what we're supposed to understand is this is a new single put out. So this was not on the original album. There's a new song later that day. Maybe it's just a deeper cut that they really <laughs> just took off. Well, it's very much, like, seems like it's a new song. We don't know if it's the same day. That's true. It could be many days later. But still, it is not much time. And the old album is obsolete, and there is a new single out. And um, they're like, well, but who's going to hear that? And Morgan. (laughs) Morgan walks down. He's a loser freak, loser freak. He's He's a man-adjusted woman-hating loser freak. And she walks out. (laughs) Yeah, she walks out. And they're like, Amy and Alan just letting their kids listen to explicit content, (laughs) apparently. It's probably on the radio. Somebody had to buy it. (laughs) Someone had to buy it. Um, That didn't look like a... That looked like a little... Yeah, a walk-in. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it did. And they're like, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, she's a very artistic spirit. Like, what What can I do? Like, I don't want to crush her. And then <laughs> and she walks back in. And he doesn't like girls because he's afraid of them, afraid of them. I think he likes boys if you know what I'm saying. And then she disappears again. This is the aggression. Uh-huh. Because the thing that gets Eric is not hating women, is not being maladjusted, is not being shallow, vain, a loser freak, is the implication that he might be gay. <laughs> that just... Sends him off. <laughs> Sends him over the edge. This is Gay Panic 90s at its finest. <laughs> um, not really worth commenting on any more than that, just to say, hey, this isn't good. <laughs> yeah, chill, Eric. And a multi-platinum record... <laughs> Should not be uh, speculating on someone's sexuality. Also true. <laughs> but um, Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. And Eric's like, okay, this chick's toast. <laughs> so we see him. Well, Alan comes in. Is that when Alan comes in? Yeah, Alan comes in. It's like, hey, you know that girl who was playing guitar outside? Oh, right. Like, like, she's looking for you. He gives him. <laughs> He's just like playing along like he knows. Yeah. He knows that he knows. Yeah, I I don't know. You know that girl? <laughs> you ever you ever heard, you remember her? <laughs> yeah. The one who ruined your life? Because <laughs> you ruined hers? 
Alan is such a dunce sometimes. He may not put it together. <laughs> he may think this is another another woman. another woman that Eric is wrong somehow. <laughs> yeah. Which also maybe it's uh, Cinda. Cinda. How did you just say her name? Cindy. Because her name is Cinda. <laughs> oh. Okay then. Um, so yeah, Eric is like, ha, she probably wants to apologize and leaves and goes to where else? Chubby's. <laughs> Chubby's. The one restaurant in Philadelphia. Yeah. And we see Corinna. Mm-hmm. She comes down. So before she was wearing like a sundress. Did she have a vest? I feel like she had a vest. No, she's in basically a skin tight black. No, the first time. She's in like a dress. It was like a sundress, but I feel like she had like a vest on. Yeah, probably. With her big floppy hat. In the restaurant, she didn't have the big floppy hat, so you could see her face. Um, but now she comes down just like head to toe black, like turtleneck, long sleeves, slicked back hair. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm surprised you had the guts to show up. Yeah. Mm. I'm surprised you're out when the sun is up. She, she like, takes out a book. book. Veiled vampire references. Mm. Yes, veiled vampire references. Uh, from the something scorned. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And yeah. she's like, uh, why else don't you like me? And so he kind of says some more. And she's like, anything else? Well, she says, meow, meow, says the preening cat oh, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> He's like, nope, I've said my piece. And she's like, no, you, like, you must be really mad at me. Like, yell at me, belittle me. Mm-hmm. He, this is when it clicks for him. He's like, I, like, I, you know how to fix this. Yeah, he, this, this is my fault. <laughs> well, and this is when Eric realizes, like, she doesn't have anything. Well, she's a kind soul, and when he heard her, he got the songs. But now she's getting successful, and her dreams are coming true, and it's making her happy. So she's losing. She's losing her edge. She's losing her edge. <laughs> and Eric's like, I know they're really you. And she's like, No, I'm a, I'm a troubled, twisted soul. What the frick? No, you're not. So he starts singing tomorrow. Yeah. The sun will come out tomorrow. And Bet your bottom dollar that... When? Tomorrow. <laughs> they'll be... be s- they'll be... What? Sun. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start singing together. And then he starts walking away. And she's, she's like, like Eric, don't are you, leave me. Are you leaving me? And he comes back. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I love you. And then she joins tomorrow. in. Tomorrow. You're only a day. We just got copyright strike because that was too good. Mm-hmm. They thought it was actually whoever that is. This comes into what I was talking about earlier how I just, every time someone sings tomorrow, I con- unconsciously want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, and it cuts away. Problem solved, I uh-huh. guess. But now I'm just like, he can never leave her. <laughs> She's like, no, are you leaving me? Maybe maybe he ghosts her. Like, maybe this is the first instance of ghosting, because it's not as, like, ex- explicit, explicit, mm-hmm. explicit. And, like, kind of a slow decline over time, instead of, like, just ripping the Band-Aid off. Uh, maybe. <laughs> instead of, I think you're a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get as far away from you as I possibly can put you on a rocket ship and send you to the planet Flafluga <laughs> and uh, then we cut to Corey's you just broke your pen I did um, then we cut to Corey's uh, living room where he mm-hmm. is He's putting Morgan to bed about at reading a purple duck a book story? about a purple duck it sounds like the worst book I've ever read 
The duck learned how to be friends. He and learned to use the potty. Now he is not afraid of the potty. <laughs> and it's like, Morgan is far too old for this. It's true. I've enjoyed some storybooks recently. There's good storybooks out there. This isn't one of them. <laughs> this is one of the bad ones. Yeah. Mother Bruce was very funny. I don't think I've read Mother Bruce. Oh, uh, okay. We have we have a lot of that rotate through. Um, you totally have- blanking on his name. You have one of the great ones. The P is for pterodactyl. P is for pterodactyl. Yeah, we don't read that one a lot. Oh, um, but it's so good. I'm totally blinking on his name. Um, Elephant and Piggy. Don't let the pigeon drive the bus. Uh, we gotta look it up. Don't let. Don't uh, listen to Cameron. The greatest spelling book you can ever get for your children is P is for pterodactyl. Mo Williams. Mo Williams. Don't let the pigeon drive the bus. Is maybe one of the best children's books ever. Okay. Essentially, the beginning, the bus driver comes and says, Hey, I gotta go do something real quick. Can you watch my bus? Thanks. Remember, don't let the pigeon drive the bus. And the whole rest of the book is the pigeon being like, Hey, can I drive the bus? And you have to like tell him no. And he just keeps asking and asking and asking. Nolan likes to say yes. And then I'm like, you can't say yes. And he just like cracks up. Okay. They also have um, one, because we all know that self-reflexive humor is some of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Elephant and Piggy. It's um, an elephant and a piggy who are best friends. But they have a book called We Are in a Book where they realize they're in a book. And so they're like, we can get the person reading to say whatever we want. And so they do and they like laugh about it. And it's really funny. That sounds pretty funny. That's fun. But there's a lot of really good kids' books out there. This isn't one of them. The Purple Duck is not is not a great one. No. Um, Little Blue Truck, that's a good one. I haven't read that. I, I've recently done Good Night, Good Night Construction Site. Oh, yeah. I like, that one has a nice little rhyme scheme to it. It does. Uh, reading storybooks that have rhyme schemes and rhyme, rhyme schemes and then reading ones that don't really messes or with me. Or ones that are have bad ones. Because oh. there's some that are really good, like... Um, Room on the Broom is absolutely fantastic. There's a Netflix, there's a movie on Netflix of it too. It's just like a little half hour, 20 minute movie that is just a delight. Um, but Room on the Broom, fantastic. Little Purple Duck, worst book ever. Zero stars. Would not read again. Little, yeah. Put well, it in my... I didn't know you would ever read it. Put it in my DNF pile. Did not finish. Well, you did. You literally got to the end. Well, I only heard the end. Did not start. <laughs> you did not start. I only finished. You <laughs> didn't start. finished. Not not okay. Um, but then Morgan, he's like, oh, now you got to go off to bed. And she's like, oh, come on. Like, you let, what's his name, Tommy or Billy whatever, or Billy or Bobby or Freddy. Bobo. Who cares? Bebo. You let him stay up. And you let, you let Flafluga stay up. <laughs> you let Corinna. <laughs> Corinna Flafluga. <laughs> Corinna Flafluga. <laughs> You're grounded for two months. I said Corinna Flafluga. <laughs> You let him stay up and watch TV. Morgan, have we learned nothing from the Purple Duck? No. <laughs> we really haven't. And she's like, you're only making me go to bed because I'm your sister. No, I'm making you go to bed because I'm your brother. And I love you and I want what's best for you. Yeah, I mean, which is true. Yeah. That's good to do that and be more responsible. Topanga has kind of poked her head in. Yeah, she's listening. Um, though, him saying that is not the reason for the resolution. Like, yeah, it's not like she sees him doing this and she's like, oh, yeah, like she realized she was being dumb. This whole thing resolves off screen. We get this whole setup. We get this whole conflict. And then it just here it is. It just resolved. Mm -hmm. Surprise. (laughs) 
<sighs> you did it. <laughs> you, yeah, so Topanga comes. She's like, I was thinking about it, and I just really overblew all of the, the situation. And he's just like, No, you know, I think I really like. I get it now. Like, kids respect me. Blah 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 blah. And you see this whole time, where, like Morgan comes down and opens the door, and all these kids start coming upstairs. Yeah. Uh, he's like, Kids, they listen to me. Kids respect me. They do. <laughs> And then Topanga, like, points out that they're all doing that. He's like, Pfft. We won't have kids. My favorite part about this scene, though, is Topanga walks in with tacos. And she's like, I thought you might want a taco. And he's like, is this a trap? <laughs> <laughs> is this a trap? They are eating tacos at 9 o'clock. It sounds like a trap. I mean, indigestion, <laughs> if anything. Um, That's why when I ate at close to 9 o'clock, I just had a bowl of cereal. Yes, you did. Pleasant dreams. Pleasant dreams. And, uh... The episode ends um, without the tag, of course. But then we get the credits roll. Mm-hmm. Eric's at the store marking some stuff with the little sticker gun. Uh-huh. Again, giving me big In the Heights vibes. Oh, yeah. Because the opening number when they're doing that with the cans. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he does it to his cousin. Yeah, he puts it on his head. When, or he puts it on his chest mm-hmm. after he asks Vanessa out. His cousin asks Vanessa out for Yeah, him. but in the very first time, uh-huh. he does it on his head. Yes. I mean, if I had one of those, I'm going to do that sort of thing, too. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, maybe I should get one of those for class and, like, have the stickers marked, like, good job. Can you do that? I don't know. Worth looking into and then just walk around as students are working and just on their paper, <laughs> on their forehead. I was thinking, like, you were going to teach your kids to price stuff. No. <laughs> I don't think that's really a thing that happens much anymore. I love they own their own business. That's true. Anyway. Um, um, but Eric's doing that, and then the radio's like, we got a new one from Corinna. Uh, that 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 angry girl. Uh-huh, it's called Fuzzy Wuzzy Wove. <laughs> and then it, down the street from the dandelion. Way puddle. down south in oh. the day. Way down south by the dandelion puddle is the cute little boy that I want to cuddle. Cute sweet boy, I sure want to cuddle. <laughs> Let's not make it. Who is this now? Correcting who? <laughs> what has happened? I just little boy I want to cuddle. Cute, sweet boy that... Well, if you're singing to your child. Oh, okay. I guess. Cute, sweet boy that I want to cuddle. <laughs> Record scratch. Well, oh, she's awful. done. She's over. <laughs> Again, not that off-brand for 1996. Don't know what they're talking about. There would be people who would totally, ironically listen to that song at this point. Irony's big. Yeah. It would become bigger in the 2000s, but... Mm-hmm. It becomes its own language. Yeah. I just trade this traded in at that point. Well, the and still the definition of literally changed because of irony. Mm, good job, irony. The definition of literally literally changed because of irony, not figuratively. That did it literally change or yeah. figuratively change? No, Which it, version of literally were you using? I said not figuratively. Though. <laughs> and literally, literally. Not figuratively changed. Yes. Literally, literally changed. Dumb. No, it's fine. Language changes. Language evolves. Yeah, it does. It's important. Um, but it, then Eric has a satisfied look on his face. Yeah. It, he's like, <laughs> like, yeah. got her. Mm-hmm. And there it is. That's it. Then, the Corinna storyline, that time frame is just so tight. <laughs> it's so tight in there. It's so... <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, the Fuzzy Wuzzy Wav especially. But I feel like, I mean, everybody heard Driver's License. But then Olivia Rodrigo's album Sour mm-hmm. came out. And now I feel like she has like four or five songs on the radio. 
mm-hmm. at any given moment that is just like blew up in such a way from an album that just like just released and there's like so many tracks that are yes. just on the radio like as singles i guess i don't understand how it works but it's just like out of nowhere almost like she had the one track whenever that one got popular this year i feel like it was well yeah late late last year perhaps late last year. um this school year. I do find it funny that the boy that that song is talking about and um, Sabrina Carpenter, they're like in this thing about like came out as gay. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Josh Bassett, I think's his name. I was fascinated by that song because of its runaway success, but now that like its runaway success period is over, I've decided I don't care about Rodrigo <laughs> one little bit. I think it's fun. <laughs> I haven't listened to the album. I need to. You, you go, girl. Um, the one, the sociopath one... Where she plays a cheerleader in the video. It's fine. I had to listen to it as part of my listen to the top ten songs of the country thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is definitely... I mean, we've already established that there's a through line. We haven't. Other people who are smarter than us have established the through line of like Lana Del Rey to Lord to... What's her name? With the hair? The green hair? Green hair? What are you doing? Bad guy. Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. There's like a through line there. But then I feel like that line combines with the Taylor Swift line... And the offspring of that is Olivia Rodrigo. I can, yeah, that's fair. It's 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 more produced of a sound. Yeah. Because I feel like you got less and less of that. Yeah. As I you mean, moved from Lana to Lord yeah. to Billie Eilish. That was Billie's whole thing is like. Mm, just bad minimal production is good production. They're just like really minimal. But then like Taylor Swift's like musicality mm-hmm. and those things combined, especially in, in T Swift's like breakup song phase sure because this is just like a rage against the dying of their relationship mm-hmm. song or album i haven't um, listened to the album at least the songs that i've heard yeah like that's a lot of them but yeah it's very like teen drama e mm-hmm. it seems to be I, yes corinna corinna would like it i get olivia rodrigo way better than i got billy eilish but to be honest if you gave me both i want billy just because of her uniqueness mm-hmm <laughs> like well, like when it, before I knew that it was Olivia Rodrigo, I think it was Deja Vu was the song, which is which is good. But it came on and I was like, is this Billie Eilish? Is this a new Billie Eilish song? Yeah. And then like it got to the chorus and it was more like music instruments playing, and I was like, no, I think this is Olivia Rodrigo. So um, this is really relevant <laughs> to the episode. The the, the point of this it is, actually kind of is Lana Del Rey and Lord are amazing. Uh, Lana Del Rey, I believe. No, it was Fiona Apple was 1996 was her. Was her yeah, one. Lana Del Rey was much later. Yeah. It was the teens. I don't know why I was thinking. Fiona, Fiona Apple's uh, first album was 1996. Which she just recently, uh, what was that? Released one? What was that album that came out during the pandemic that was really good? I don't know. It was something Animal about Crossing. Like, chain cutters, maybe? It was Animal Crossing. <laughs> um... Give me a sec. Chance Google something. Chance he Google something and he feels good. Fetch the Bolt Cutters came out during the pandemic and people loved it. Where does Phoebe, is it Bridges? Bridgers? Where does she fall in? She's more recent. But I don't know where musically she fits in. Um... I'm kind of blanking on who she is. She, I think she performed at SNL and smashed her guitar, and everyone was like, how dare she? Dare she? That's like... It's because she's a woman, and women aren't supposed to do that. Oh, that's totally rock and roll. Oh, she's very recent. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, that's awesome. Okay, so kind of an indie rock, in, indie rock, emo folk. Okay. Wikipedia should not list genres. They don't know what they're talking about. It's like when uh, Spotify put out their year in review, and they're like, Stomp and Holler. It's one of your genres. <laughs> I was like, huh? Um, I have not looked into... Oh, 
Ryan Adams made her famous. That kind of makes me dislike her a little bit. Just because I think he's a putz. Anyway, this has been Music Corner 2.0 with Chance and Cameron. Um, if you want us to do like a whole music critic podcast, let us know. Just an episode. We, Just we're, an episode, yeah. Yeah, we're Boy Meets World episode people. Uh, until we get to to get GIF. To get GIF, yes. We can maybe bring in some other people to do different episodes or different <laughs> series or something and release it under the same banner. Whatever we got to do. We, we got time. We got nothing time. but. Though, well into season four, not as much as we would think. Anyway, what'd you think of the episode? I enjoyed it. I liked the Eric and Corinna plot much more than the Cory Topanga plot. Yeah. Could have used some more Sean. Yeah. Could have used more Feeny. Less Topanga. <laughs> less this Topanga. Mm-hmm. More old Topanga. Less this version of Topanga. And it's so weird because in Hair Today, Goon Tomorrow, like, I do feel like Topanga is, like, still kind of her old, old self. Mm-hmm. Maybe now with her hair gone, now that she's got, like... A 90s house mom haircut. She's becoming she's a 90s. She's becoming one. She needs some pearls. <laughs> Start talking about Nancy Reagan. Starts, starts taking Xanax before it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Topanga, what was you in this episode? <laughs> what was you? <laughs> um, yeah. So what'd you rate it? Um, just because I love the Eric and Corinna. Corinna. Corinna Fulfluga. So much. I gave it an eight and a half. You gave it an eight and a half. Nice. Um... This episode is popcorn. It is pure, unadulterated popcorn. It's got some good butter on it. It is nothing. There's nothing of substance in this entire episode. Or is it only substance? (laughs) No. It's substance so pure and undefiled, you have no idea how to comprehend it. Um, Your puny mortal mind. (laughs) Um, This song, or not this song. (laughs) I was about to compare it to a song. This episode's greatest feat is that I listened to Pony, Return of the Mac, and Wannabe by Spice Girls right after it, which all also came out in 1996. Um, that song doesn't have an edge. Yeah, Wannabe. It's I mean, very nice. I'm, they're singing about sex. That's in and of itself, women acknowledging sexuality in the 90s is kind of an edge. But it is also very bubblegummy. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to those three songs, and... You, Everyone loves popcorn at the movies. It's not a bad thing. I give it an eight. Yeah, we love popcorn. Um, Boy Meets World Fever. Yeah, I just... some it, it bothered me a little bit in retrospect that there was no substance to this episode. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, while watching it, I was having fun the entire time. Uh, homophobia aside, mm-hmm. um, I was having fun. I was, I was enjoying myself. Yes. So who was your MVP? It's got to be Eric. He really does. I mean, again, homophobia aside, we're not rewarding his homophobia. Um, I'm rewarding his suicide, was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would call it check. Check, check, he would he call would it. Call it. <laughs> My goodness, will someone please give me the check? <laughs> the guy who's had his brain removed and thinks he's a bunny. He's he's very funny. I mean, the, from, well, as long as I know the rules, <laughs> all the way to tell... He's yeah. very funny Which throughout very all of that. The, the laugh at the end is fine. It's whatever. Um, but he's very funny. Uh, not the best person in the no. world, but if it's the most valuable person in the episode. <laughs> it's definitely Eric. It's definitely If Eric was gone, the episode would just fall apart. Yeah. And I think the title is the easiest thing in the world. Boy Meets Taco. I, yeah. <laughs> that's all Corey really needs in this episode. Yes. <laughs> and that's how we decided we have to name it. And that's really sad for us. <laughs> Because boy meets shallow boy. But we can't do that. I know the we can't. It's called shallow it's not, boy. Right, still, boy meets dandelion puddle. <laughs> What's a dandelion puddle? I don't know. <laughs> boy meets maladjusted woman hating loser. Freak. <laughs> <laughs>
the episode, the title of this episode that we are currently doing will probably be more Boys Meet. Uh, no, just hate. a woman hating. No, no just a woman hating loser freak. Free heat. Um, though maybe it should be Boys Meet Into the Heights. Boys Meet Return of the Mac. No, Mallet, just a woman hating loser freak. Yeah. It'll be very clear what the episode we're talking about. Yep. But other than that, that's the episode. Mm-hmm. We did it again. Yeah, another one in the books. Against all odds. Against all odds. Two knuckleheads. Two knuckleheads giving their thoughts on 1996 music, which 1996 is a great year for music. Like, if you do any amount of research, one of the best years in the 90s for music was 1996. So maybe that's why Corinna couldn't make it. It just she's just no room for her at the there, table. There was no room. Um, but we've talked about that. We've talked about a predominantly Hispanic movie. <laughs> Yeah, you can say Hispanic because no one's from um, Brazil or Spain. Yeah. There's a there's I've seen charts that's like here's where Hispanic is okay because it's referring it's about language and where you're from. Yeah, um, I think Hispanic is okay for everyone but uh, Brazil and Spain. I think I don't know the answer to that question. No, Hispanic's fine for Spain. Latino is not. But the population of Washington Heights. In is, the mid two thousands, was about eighty one percent Hispanic, uh, specifically Dominican and Hispanic, making up most of that. Most Hispanic cultures have actually moved out of Washington Heights now, um, but it's still seventy percent Dominican, like just Dominican, and they they've started calling it Little Dominican, uh, nice. the Little Dominican area, um, and it also has one of the highest not in poverty rates in the entire um, area. New York City area. Nice. And one of the highest rates of awesome dancing. It's true. The streets are made of music. Yes. Um, letting you guys know pretty soon. I don't know when it'll be out because we haven't recorded it yet. Yes. We're going to be joining our friends Alden and Tanya for an episode of their show. Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Where we're coming over a saga that we have not covered yet Mm-mm. in our show. But I got to say... It was a real... Some parts of it were a real breath of fresh air. Mostly Angela. Oh, Angela's going to be a breath of fresh air. I'm so excited to get to Angela. Um, Other parts were not. Well, we're covering the Lauren saga. It's just... An overview of all of Lauren. Mm -hmm. I probably watched too much. Probably. I I went up until The Painter Boy. I watched like seven episodes. Mm. I only watched like three or four. But, yes, we were recording that soon. Including... The best episode. It's I guess it's part of it, though it doesn't include Lauren herself. No. I have thoughts. We're going to get to it. Yeah, but you should check that out. I don't know when it's going to come out. Maybe before this comes out. It may be after. Maybe after. Who knows? So be on the lookout for that. We'll post it on our Twitter. We love Alden and Tanya a lot, so Uh support them no matter what. Best good friends. Um, Yes, we know we said we were going to have a guest on this episode. Didn't work out. We should have a guest on our next episode. We do? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. We do. Huh. Yeah, so I forgot about that. Tune in for that. Should be a fun time. So we cover episode 406, Janitor Dad. Yep. Janitor Dad, 406, uh, next episode. Uh, thank you to Dizzy Parker for the, our theme song. Uh, if you want to uh, find that theme song, it is in the description down below. And from there, there are links to all his stuff. I said down below again, I know. Just let me have this. I made a face. You can have it. <laughs> um, yeah. You can find all his stuff from there. Yeah. Good stuff. Thank um, you, Dizzy. Yes. Come on the show. Come on the show. We've been talking to him. Maybe someday. Someday, hopefully. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. This would have been a perfect episode to have Dizzy on. Mm-hmm. Or our other guest that we were going to have. Yeah, that would have been perfect, too. Um, She's going to join us later. She'll join us later. Though, the streak is broken. 
what streak? The musical episode. Oh, the streak. musical episode streak. Yeah, that's done. That's toast. And there's no more. Except for that one with nobody's angel in it. And who even is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know. What we was haven't... the what was the movie they were in with Justin Timberlake? It was like model behavior or something like that. Um, I think so. Is that where they switched? Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun movie. Basically, they exist because of this episode of Boy Meets World and just that movie. Amazing. Which I think was a wonderful world of Disney. It couldn't have been. Or I think it was a Disney something or other. Because Timberlake was... Disney? Disney. Maybe. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, that's everything from me. Me too. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Uh-huh. Not, it's not iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. I like how you said that's all from me and then launched into something else. Well, I'm just doing the normal yes. outro stuff. And be sure to tell a friend if you enjoy yeah. the episodes. Tell a friend if you enjoy the episodes. And Check us out on Instagram, on Twitter. Yep. Uh, Cameron is killing it with the Instagram. Killing it. Doing so. it for the gram. But from all of us here at Booming's World Fever. So long, world. So long, world. So long, world. And I feel good. When this Booming's World.